Hey there, this is Pastor John Ware, lead pastor of Lifehouse Newport News, a church that exists to help all people experience life change through Christ. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast. We hope it inspires you and gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. Now let's get to today's episode. You know, 2020 has been a crazy wild year. I think we can all agree on that. I mean, from the beginning, from wildfires in Australia to COVID-19, Brexit happening, uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle splitting from the royal family. Now, I didn't know that was a big deal until my wife told me about it, but, you know, apparently it was a big thing. So then we had Kobe Bryant passing away, racism, police brutality, civil unrest. Shoot, even Mr. Peanut from Planter's Peanuts passed away. Y'all, I didn't even know that a cartoon character could die until they sent out a tweet saying that he had passed away. This year has been absolutely nuts if a cartoon character could pass away. This year has felt like a lifetime, but we're only about a little over halfway through. It's easy, though, when things are going the way they are and things are happening like they are, for us to go to a dark place. So when I was thinking about what song that I thought we needed for this time and this day and age that we're in. The only thing I could think of was the song of hope. The song of hope. Why Why hope? Hope is at the very center of all the good things that we do. You see, hope inspires faith, which inspires belief, which inspires action. Think about it. When we have hope that uh, we want to see people reached in South Africa for the kingdom, then we we begin to believe and we're... um, begin to have faith that there is a way to do it. And so then we take action and we have miles for missions and we begin to do things in order to see that thing come to pass. See, Hebrews, I love, absolutely love Hebrews. Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews says in chapter 6, verse 19, it says this, we have hope, that we have this as a hope, as an anchor for our soul. As an anchor for our soul. Hope is an anchor and our lives are like a boat. You see, when a boat has an anchor, when a storm comes, it doesn't wash it away. When, ho- when the boat doesn't have an anchor and the storms come, it washes the boat away and it can end up being beached on an island of isolation or it can be capsized and it can sink down to the depths of despair. But when you have hope and you're anchored, when that storm comes into your life, when those things happen in your life, you won't be tossed about, you will be anchored and you will stay firm and solid. My prayer today is that as we read through this psalm, Psalm chapter 30, as we read through this psalm, verse by verse, line by line, is that after you hear these words, and if you didn't, that if you didn't have hope before, that you would find it. If you're beginning to lose hope today, I pray that you'll be able to grab onto it and hold on to it. And if you have hope today, my hope is that in prayer is that you'll be able to celebrate with me the goodness and the graciousness of God today. So if you have your Bibles with you, feel free to turn to Psalms chapter 30. And if you don't have it, that's okay. It'll be right here at the bottom of the screen, and you can follow right along. I want to give some context as people are searching that up in their their Bible today. Psalm chapter 30 is a song written by David in dedication of the temple that was being built. But the reason I chose this psalm in particular is because this psalm and this song is kind of a story of David's life. 
It's kind of a story of some things that God has got him through. And I want to go line by line and go with you through this, through this story and see what David has gone through and what, David's gotten, or what God has gotten David through. So let's, let's begin. Let's check it out. I'm starting in verse 1. He says, I will exalt you, Lord, for you rescued me. You refused to let my enemies triumph over me. I want to stop there for a second. You know, if you're trying to find hope, one of the best things you can do is begin to praise. Because you know what praise does? Praise reminds us of what God has already done and gives us hope and gives us confidence as to what, what God is doing in our lives now and what he's going to do in our future. So one of the best things that we can do is praise. I love what it says here that, he, that God refused to let the enemies triumph over him. Refused. I want to tell you today that God is, will refuse to let your enemies triumph over you, to let the enemy swallow you up. He refuses. He will not let it happen. Continuing on, verse 2 through 4, it says, O Lord my God, I cried out for your help, and you restored my health. You brought me up from the grave. O Lord, you kept me from falling into the pit of death. See, we find out here, and we find that this in time in David's life that he was very ill. He was so sick, as, in fact, that he was actually on the doorstep of death. He was getting ready to die. But God brought him out of it. God brought him through. And I'm here to tell you today that you may be sick. You may have been sick for a long time. You may be, maybe you were diagnosed with COVID. Maybe you've been dealing with an illness. Maybe you've been battling your mental health with your mental health. Maybe you've been waiting on a healing and you feel like, it's, it feel like that it hasn't come and you've been waiting so long and you're beginning to lose hope and think that it's never coming. But I want to tell you today that we serve a God who is a healer. We serve a God who made the lame walk, who made the blind see. We serve a God that, who brought David from the depths of despair and death and he's been doing it ever since and he will do it again for you, and he will do it again for me, and he'll do it again for all of us who know and have hope that in him. As we continue on, we see that in verse 4 through 5, he says, Sing to the Lord, all you godly ones. Praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only for a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. If that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. <laughs> Because that scripture alone, that joy is coming in the morning. It will get, should get you fired up. And one thing I want to say, though, is that you may be out there and you may think that God is mad at you. That God is angry with you. That things are happening in your life that are wrong. That things are happening in this world, in your world, because of some sin that you committed. Or maybe some, lots of sins that you've committed. But I want you to know that that it doesn't matter. That Let me make it very clear to you today that God does indeed get angry, but his anger only lasts for a moment. That his anger is short-lived, but his favor, his favor, his grace, his mercy, his love, it all endures and lasts a lifetime. You see, his love exceeds all of your shortcomings. All of his favor is available to you today. All you have to do is accept it. You see, listen, listen to David's story here. This, I love David. He's so open, even in song. <laughs> it says, when I was prosperous, I said nothing. Nothing could stop me now. Your favor, O Lord, made me as secure as a mountain. 
strong, solid, but then you turned away from me. I was shattered. I cried out to you, O Lord. I begged the Lord for mercy, saying, What will you gain if I die? If I sink into the grave, can my dust praise you? Can, I, can it tell of your faithfulness? Hear me, Lord, and have mercy on me. Help me, O Lord. David was on top of the world. David had everything he could ever want. David was the king. The moment he, if he asked for something, he had a hundred people there willing to give him whatever he wanted. He was living the real dream on top of the world. But then David messed up. David made a mistake. David forgot what he had been taught as for, in the temple and taught as far as loving God and putting God first before all things, all wants. And when he messed up, God turned away. And when he turned away, his life came crashing down. Came crashing down. And he, it, he fell from the very top all the way down to the bottom. And his life, he felt, was ruined and empty. But he, one thing he did was he called out to God. He cried out to God because he knew, he knew that his only hope, his only real true hope was found in God. So that's what he did. And that's the beauty of this story is that that's not where it ends. That's not the end of the song. There's more to it. There's more coming. Let's read it together. It says here in verse 11, it says, You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. Woo! Turned my mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me in joy that I might sing praises to you and not be silent. Oh, Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. One thing I want to talk about here that I absolutely love is that he talks about how God took away his mourning clothes. Mourning clothes. Mourning as in sorrow, as in uh, when someone dies, you mourn. So not pajamas when you wake up in the morning, those are your mourning clothes. No, he's talking about real sadness, mourning, weeping. See, what the Israelites would do back in the day is when there was a death or they were sad about something, they would actually wear sackcloth as clothes. They would put this uncomfortable, itchy material to remind them always that they were in a state of mourning and that it would be so uncomfortable that they would stay in that mindset in that state. But then it says that God took that away. He took that away. Right now, you may be wearing mourning clothes. You may be feeling despair, but there's going to come a day. There is going to come a day where we no longer have to wear these clothes, that he will take these away and replace them with joy. There will be a day that we no longer have to wear Black Lives Matter shirts. There will be a day where we don't have to protest. There will be a day that we don't have to cry and weep over names like George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery. There will be a day that skin color doesn't matter. There will be a day that we, people don't have to be afraid of cops and police officers don't have to be afraid of people. There will be a day that we don't have to wear masks. There will be a day that we don't have to social distance. There will be a day where cancer is defeated, where HIV is defeated, where all sickness is defeated, where drug addiction is defeated. There will be a day when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And there will be a day when we will give thanks because there will be no more mourning. In Revelations chapter 21, verse 4, it says, He will wipe away every tear 
from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. The old systems, the old, the old way of thinking, the old way of dealing with pain and suffering will all pass away. One of my favorite movies grow, growing up was The Dark Knight Rises, which is a Batman movie, by the way. And one of the characters in it, Harvey Dent, he says this. He says, the night is always darkest before the dawn. But believe me, the dawn is coming. That's the message I want to give to you today, is that it may seem dark. It may seem like it's getting darker, and it may seem like the end isn't coming. But let me tell you, the dark is darkest, but it's just before the dawn. And the message is that the dawn is coming. The dawn is coming. You may, if you are a follower of Christ, you believe, you have the hope that the dawn is coming. So I must ask you today, what are you anchored to? Where do you find your hope? Where does your hope lie in? Does your hope lie in politics, in politicians? See, let me back up for a second. Hope is an anchor, but it matters what your anchor is anchored to. If your anchor isn't hooked onto something solid, your boat will still float away when the storm comes. If your hope isn't anchored onto something solid, when that storm comes, the boat will still be destroyed. But if it's hooked onto something solid, it's not going to be moved. So I must ask you today, what is your hope anchored to? What is it anchored to? Is it anchored to politics or politicians? That won't work. That won't work. It always lets you down no matter what. And remember, politics put Jesus on the cross. Is, you, is your hope anchored to religion? That's not going to work either because religion put Jesus on the cross. Is your hope anchored to status? That won't work because status is what put Jesus on the cross. Is your hope anchored to your money? Jesus went into the temple and he flipped the table, tables of the money makers and the money lenders and the people taking advantage of other people and making money. And that was the last straw that put him on the cross. See, true hope, true real hope can only come from the source and that's Jesus Christ. And that hope to, is available to you today. All you have to do is accept it. Thank you again for joining us on the Lifehouse Newport News Podcast. If you're ever in the Hampton Roads area, we'd love for you to join us at one of our live worship experiences at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. at the Regal Kiln Creek Movie Theaters. Until then, feel free to check us out at www.theaterchurchnn.com or on any social media platform. Thank you so much, and God bless.